Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Lavender. I'm Sage. And I'm Stardust. And that is my dog that you hear chewing in the background. <laughs> I was gonna say I could hear him. <laughs> yeah, I might have to I might have to kick him out in the hallway. <laughs> no, you gotta take your bone with you. <laughs> He's like, no, I leave it here because then I can come back and get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. A little sidetracked. I believe I have a story for you guys tonight. Oh, okay. So, so what we got? What we got? We got. I want to know. I'm curious. <laughs> so yeah, you've been secretive. <laughs> I have been a little secretive about it. You're right. You're right because I have been as deep in research for the last few nights and I had the strangest dreams last night let me tell you I don't know if it was from all the research probably probably a high possibility that it was from the research but yeah (laughs) the whole time doing this research on some of the information that I got about certain a certain civilization I'll say I was getting, my whole body was reacting to it. It was the weirdest sensation. Mm. Okay. So, called the root chakra of Earth, Mount Shasta is a semi-active volcano located in Northern California in the Shasta Trinity National Forest. It sits at 4,000, no, 14,179 feet or 4,321.8 meters in elevation and said to have last erupted in 1776. Okay, so there's clicking, snapping, and snoring. (laughs) Dogs chewing. (laughs) Just need a couple babies wailing and a siren. (laughs) We got it all. Oh my goodness. Shit. Okay, y'all. Sorry about that random. <laughs> okay. Mount Shasta offers an array of vast landscapes from open meadows, crystal clear lakes, pine forests, and waterfalls. It's said that coming to this mountain, you can experience high levels of spiritual grounding, healing, and enlightenment. But that isn't the only thing that you can experience. Many people have vanished under suspicious circumstances from this beautiful mountain. One well-documented strange disappearance happened on May 22nd, 1999. An experienced climber, hiker, and outdoorsman was determined to climb the highest peaks in California. Carl Lander set out from the 50-50 plateau to his base camp at Helen Lake. You know how hard it was for me to not say Lake Helen? (laughs) Why? Well, because that, that is a lake, but it's not at Mount Shasta. And when I went to go look it up, I did do that. I did put Lake Helen and I was like, why can I not find this lake on this mountain? (laughs) So, Okay. Forgive me. I've heard the name Mount Shasta, but where geographically is it? In Northern California. Okay. Just a few, like 30 miles South of Oregon. So I'm still hearing it. Me too. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to grab some um, incense or something. Give me one second. Okay. Maybe it's something here. I don't know. Yeah, I kept hearing it, too, and I thought it was just, like, okay, maybe it's just me and my phone or something, but I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like there's a pattern, like a thump. Mm-hmm. Thump. It, it's, it's the same exact amount of time, so I don't know. I think it might be organic versus paranormal. 
Yeah, but I'll do this just in case. Yeah, no, it never hurts. So Mount Shasta is in Northern California. Yes. Okay. I believe... Stop. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) We'll get through this soon. Don't worry. (laughs) I believe it's 30 miles south of Oregon State. So it's very, very far. You're hearing it still too, aren't you? I think it's every time Sage talks. Yes. Sage, is there something going on with your your phone? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not like she. It it almost sounds like she would have to go into the mic. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think she's doing that. Oh no, that's weird. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case it's my house, I do have an incense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we can get through this. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. Uh. Helen Lake on Mount Shasta. Blah, blah. Uh, he went there with two of two of his close friends. Carl set out on his trek early without his friends since it was said that he was not feeling well. That's a quote. Being well experienced, it was said that Carl was fully equipped with double layers of clothes, food, and water. Hmm. The track from the 50 Plateau to Helen Lake is said to be flat and barren too high in elevation to allow for growth of vegetation so there's no crevices there's no forest there's no cave there's no cracks for him to fall into in fact in order to reach anything to get lost in you need to venture a mile in either direction off the trail so question yeah how much do you know about the background of this guy like was he survival savvy was he is this like was he some novice it's just like ah. I have all this stuff. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna track this. Like he was experienced from all of my my research, from what everyone has said that I've come across the story on. Okay. Cause I mean there are people out there, you know, they'll try and climb Mount Everest and then they are never heard of again. So it's like Yeah. Carl's friends went to go search for him with no luck, coming across one park ranger that said that he did talk to somebody on the trail that was heading up to Helen Lake, but couldn't confirm if it was Carl or not. Hmm. So I guess he didn't ask the guy, you know, his name or anything like that. <laughs> Grab After a his- tooth just to check. Huh? Grab a tooth next time just to check. <laughs> Sir, can I have some fingerprints? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> After his friends made it to Helen Lake and back down to the 5050 plateau, hoping to meet back up with Carl, thinking that maybe that they crossed paths somehow along the way, but he was nowhere to be found. Search and rescue along with National Guard and volunteers searched the mountainside, trails, and even lakes with radar to no avail. Unfortunately, Carl Lander was never seen or heard from again. Now, what it sounds like to me, since it said that he was experiencing um, a, like symptoms of being ill, it sounded like you know he was experiencing altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. Which can cause, you know, an array of issues because of the lack of oxygen. You know, you can get headaches, you can get a uh, feeling of dizzy, um, sickness, loss of appetite, shortness of breath, stuff like that. Yeah. And not everybody's built for high altitude either. Like, either you can or you can't. Just like, you know, when pilots drive and, you know, they hit so many Gs, like, some people just black out. Like, three Gs is my extent. I will... Blackout just a little bit. I found that out on a roller coaster ride. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
And I went to King's Dominion, and apparently, I think it, it hit, like, three Gs or something like that, and I kept blacking out the top, and I'm like, I'm not sure what's wrong with me, and he's like, some people just do that. I'm like, okay, I can't fly a really fast plane. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's scary. That is- well, and I also had just been in a car accident, so I attributed it to that. Mm, um, like, maybe my brain hadn't healed yet, because I got hit pretty hard, um, and my neck got screwed up, so... Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, maybe it's like that, but no, some people just can't handle it. And I'm one of them. Damn. I mean, I don't know if I can experience it because um, I've never been on a roller coaster. Well, no, I have been on a roller coaster. I've been on one roller coaster, hated it, and vowed to never go on another one in my life. Yeah, I don't do <laughs> roller coasters anymore. It's not all roller coasters. It's um, this particular one was known for being that fast. Like, they don't all go that fast. Ah. Uh. Like, I have no problem with any other roller coaster. I'll get on anything. I didn't even get on that thing again. I only blacked out for a half second. Like, I was fine. <laughs> like, everything everything went to a black tunnel, and then next thing you know, we were at the bottom. I'm like, oh, hey. What's up? <laughs> but um, I wouldn't have been able to survive that. <laughs> I would have been like, nope, no more. <laughs> no, not me. I'm like, that's interesting. Let's do it again. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So back back to the story. <laughs> we are oh, getting yeah. so sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry. It's me. I'll shut up now. We we now the cat's fucking with shit. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um oh I did talk to my husband about this because my husband has had experience climbing lava volcanoes and stuff like that. So he said that it is extremely difficult to walk on lava rock. Now, this guy, it said that he had experience. He had those, I can't remember what they're called anymore, but they're the things that you put on the bottom of your boots to help you walk and rock. Oh, and like like cleats or something. The spiky cleat things. Yeah. yeah. So he did have those on too. But um, like I was saying, my husband said it's very difficult and the, the rocks end up sliding out from underneath of you way, and they're known for tumbling. So he said there could have been like a rock, a like loose rock bed that tumbled onto him. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, lava rock doesn't contain heat, like it, it won't hold heat. There's a good chance that it was 1999. There's a good chance that whatever device they were using couldn't penetrate down far enough to get his heat source in order to find him yeah so i mean that is a possibility so i don't want to just put that out there but these are very I i couldn't talk about this this particular case and the next one without talking about mount shasta because that is these two cases are just what people know about this place and i really wanted to tell you guys because it's it is very interesting Hmm. okay so the next story i heard a lot of different accounts so i couldn't vet it properly but i i'll i'll let you know that uh, you know just the roundabout story and i have some varying times and length of things and I'll, i'll i'll explain all that we also this could be this is a minor that was involved in in this and we just don't have all the information because of that Mm -hmm. 
A family of four was camping at the base of Mount Shasta fly fishing when the dad noticed that his three-year-old son was no longer with them when he was just there moments prior. After calling out for the little boy with no response, the family called the park rangers to get help. After search and rescue, search the campgrounds, streams, and surrounding areas with no luck. This is where some of the time varies as well. It could have been anywhere from five to six, even to 12 hours, some reports say. Hmm. But sometime later, he was found under a bush in a heavily trafficked area that had been already searched multiple times. Hmm. Seemingly unharmed, just dazed and confused. The boy was just fine, though. This is where the story gets really weird. A few weeks later, the child was talking to his grandmother, who he called Cappy. And he happened to tell her, I like you better than my other Cappy. Confused, the grandmother said, what do you mean other Cappy? And he replied, the one that took me into the cave when I was missing. The child proceeded to tell his grandmother that the other grandmother took him to this place with robots and toy guns. She examined him and asked him to defecate on a piece of paper and she became visibly upset when he couldn't do so. She told him that he was one of them and they placed him in his mom's belly. After which she had took him to the bush and told him to hide under it until someone and someone would soon find him. Hmm. This kid was how old? Three. Now it says, I, I think I skipped that part. I apologize. No, you didn't. I it, just couldn't remember. Uh, um, it happened. They're not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if it happened in 2010 or 2011. I heard both. So 2010, 2011. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago. Like, I mean, it was long, but not that long. Like, when you really think about it. That's weird. Well, and three-year-olds can come up with a lot of things. But that's quite, like... That's detailed. Like, they're imagi- like imaginary friends and play pretend and things like that. But this story that he's saying isn't quite along those lines. Like... Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's, it was a little too... It was a little too descriptive for a three-year-old who, and apparently they have asked his parents, like his mom asked his dad, what have you been letting him watch? And he's like, Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Mickey's defecating on paper. Well, I I cleaned up the words, but he he said poop. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, like. And she cleaned it up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the word poop. Um, everybody poops. Yeah, that is. That's too. That's too. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy it from a three-year-old just to make that up. Yeah, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Yeah. And what better to lure a little kid in than with their grandma? Like, yeah, there are no rules with grandma. Like, come with me. Come on, it'll be fine. They trump mom and dad like everybody knows that. So I'm going to make this account even weirder. Oh, God, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) One year prior, the boy's grandmother was camping with a friend at that same spot when she experienced something very strange herself. Her and her friend both woke up one morning outside of their tent and RV in the grass with painful marks on the backs of their necks, which they contributed to spider bites. Hmm. So the spiders just all carried them the hell out? 
Like, I mean, I don't quite think a spider <laughs> army just bit him on the back of the neck and was like, hey, 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 let's put him outside. It'll be great. <laughs> no, but isn't that a common thing with like alien abduction? Like you have like, these weird marks and things like that. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's really strange. Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Oh, hold on. So was the <laughs> grandmother on the second trip with the little boy? Um, so I could not figure that out. Some said yes. Some said no. A lot of them just said that she was there while they were trying to search for him. Like she was there searching with them. That's like you, your dad ever tell you that old joke like, hey, if we went camping together and you woke up butt naked and your butt hurt, would you go, you know, would you go again? And if the person's like, or would you tell anybody? And they're like, well, no, I'm not gonna tell anybody. You're like, want to go camping? Like, who wakes up in the grass? <laughs> With unknowing how they got there you and a friend and it's like you want to go again like yeah I mean there were some account like I said there were some accounts saying that she was with them and then there were some accounts saying that she wasn't with them at this point so I would not I'd, I'd be like the advocate like don't go camping there please go somewhere else so I'm, I mean I'm wondering if maybe like now when I go camping <gasps> really really Somebody wants to go camping. <laughs> when when I go camping, I indulge a little in the alcohol. <laughs> so, you know, maybe grandma did too. But you said it was her and her friend. It was her and her friend. Yeah, her friend. She was in a tent. Her friend was in an RV. And they both woke up outside. Yeah. Still not buying that. Like, they one of them woke up outside okay all right you were drunk you you know maybe you forgot you had a bathroom you had tinkle outside but both of them and they were sleeping separate it wasn't like their drunk asses blacked out was like you know it'd be great sleeping outside like (laughs) i've done that (laughs) i've done that too on a picnic table when it when i realized that it was probably a bad idea i've parked my car in my front yard it really sucked because they were townhomes but (laughs) I haven't slept outside. I have. Yeah, I just, it's very weird that both of them would end up, they both went their separate ways. They went, they said goodnight, one to the tent, one to the RV, and then they both woke up outside. Exactly. With with the same back of the neck bites, like, okay, again, if one of them, sure. Both of them, uh, yeah, I agree. Do you mind keeping your commentary to yourself, sir? Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to reference Google as my main source um, of information for this episode. Just to keep this extremely long episode. FYI, it's going to be a long one. Um, as short as I can. Um, the I do want to quote this one YouTuber. Excuse me. <laughs> Goodness. He just wants to be a part of it. It's okay. <laughs> um, I, star. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to quote this one YouTuber that I had watched a good bit of his videos on. According to Missing, Missing Persons Mysteries on YouTube, Mount Shasta is a place of legends of spirits, gods, Bigfoot, aliens, fairies, robots, ascended masters, Lemurians, occultists, underground barracks, secret tunnels, and other strange entities, anomalies, and creatures. 
oh it just makes me want to go there right i'm like uh can we can i can i go <laughs> I don't know. You lost, you lost me at robots. How do you ro- like do you have any little tidbits on I mean other than the little boy claiming that I mean I assume toy robots like to get him to come play with them. But like when I tell you I it was hard to really stay on course with this research. There is so many little roads tidbits. I could have taken. Like mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm just okay. <laughs> like all the other stuff, totally understand. But like you throw robots in there. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's strange, right? <laughs> That's the strange thing to me. Aliens, Bigfoot. Yeah, sure. Okay. The norm. But like robots? <laughs> Where'd they come from? <laughs> right. <laughs> like the government experiment like oh just set all these robots free because <laughs> damn AI <laughs> right <laughs> it is said that people get called to the mountain and they have no choice but to go many that go said they find their soul and have the best spiritual experience some even find strange rock structures and trees and tree growths that end up vanishing when they try to find them again is this from the supernatural activity, the negative magnet anomaly, or portals that are said to be in the mountainside? Oh. Indigenous, huh? All of it. All of it. All. <laughs> <laughs> Indigenous peoples have their own lore when it comes to Mount Shasta, and one of the most common throughout all the tribes was that nobody goes above the tree line because that is dedicated for the sky people. Hmm. Sky people. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like aliens. Does does. Yeah. Which I mean, there's been tons and tons of accounts before civilization and newspapers and general news and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's where I would probably categorize the robots under alien activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still weird though. Like the what triggered me was um people saying looking for like um odd things like trees, you know, and odd shapes and then they go back to like see it and it's gone. Yeah, there was a lot of accounts of that and I was like, <clears throat> Huh. And they're like, you know, we, we followed we knew exactly where we were going. Everything else was the same, but this particular like they saw they saw a tree and it like took their breath away because they've never seen something grow as spectacular this one tree and they go back to it again to do the same thing sit down under it meditate you know take a nap whatever and they can't find it Mm. they take the same route you know and they can't find it ever again so i just i I that sounds like portal yeah i wanted to add that because i was like that sounds so incredible to experience but also like where is my fucking tree man (laughs) yeah 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 like and typically i mean when you take a trek like that in an area like that you go in and out the same way yeah it's not like when you have a trail and the trail goes and loops around or anything like that like you can get lost if you stray from your original path and did did everyone just miss it? Like <laughs> that is interesting. 
I mean, I could see, like, you can get turned around really easily in the woods, but to have so many accounts that it's being mentioned over and over, like, this happened to more than one person. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling portals. I'm feeling like they're going through. And, like, you're seeing another, like, they're going into another dimension. And then, like, the portals, they don't, like, stay open all the time. They, like, maybe they shift. So, like, you'll get a portal here at one time, and then maybe it's not there another time. It'll be, like, over here. You know what I mean? Well, and a lot of people theorize that that's how Bigfoot gets around, because Bigfoot literally, you know, like, just poof, disappears. Like, people will try and chase it down, and all of a sudden, they're just gone. This big eight, nine-foot thing, poof, gone. Yeah. And I want to just mention that I did take it out, because... I re- I read it to my my husband because I was like, babe, I just want to see if you're gonna if this is gonna lose you, because I was gonna start with missing persons, but I'm like I and I I can't not put everyone in, and he was like, no, babe, that list is way too long. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. So like, and I feel bad for not mentioning it, but like there is a lot of disappearances and they are never found. No traces of them have been found. Hmm. How could you give us a count like how many of these instances? Um, so far that have been reported has been 11 in the area. Now, there's been several hundreds of people that have been said that that's where they were heading to around or on that area that have just disappeared, but yeah. A lot of these, a lot of people who disappear in the area are actually locals who have said that they were, like I said at the beginning, drawn to the mountain. They had to go. Like the mountain was calling them. I feel like I I read something about this. (laughs) Like, like a lot of people like this, the, the one guy that I had quoted, he said in his experience, he was, he was sitting somewhere and he felt like he was being watched. And he turned around and he said all he saw was the mountain and he just knew the mountain itself was watching him. Hmm. Which is an odd statement to admit to. Yeah, that is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are a lot of things that people will keep internally when you know they ex- have those kinds of experiences, but for him to feel so strongly about it and to verbalize it, yeah. And other people have said the same thing and like, you know, they were never heard from again. And usually you find at least remains, like even remains on, you know, other mountains that people have climbed and disappeared on have been found even like 50 years later, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You think. Exactly. There, There's these people are literally without a trace. Now, this isn't. This isn't an easy climb by any means. There are parts that are easier, but, you know, as you're reaching summit, it's going to get harder. But some of these people are disappearing and they're disappearing from the town below. And it said that, like I said, they're being called to the mountain or they what's happening a lot of the times is they were getting into a fight with their significant other or going through a hard time. And they were seen or whatever walking towards the direction of the mountain Mm. and i'm sorry if you are trigger warning going to death by suicide there's going to be a body yeah you're not going to be able to hide your own body so 
where are these people at? Are there caves or anything? There are some caves. I actually have one that I was going to, um, like, give a little information about. There are caves, yes. Because, I mean, I could I could see where somebody was intentionally going to commit suicide and this, just picked a random cave and off yeah. themselves. Yeah. This is a, you know, a, a volcano. So there's tons of lava, lava tubes. They don't, don't even know how many are down there. So there are definitely caves that people can get into and possibly do that. But nothing has been found as of yet. And people, so many people flock to this mountain every year and go spelunking. Nobody has found anything. Yeah, that's really weird. And you said this is a couple hundred cases, 11 that you've personally that looked into? I've, that I've found on a website, and I will go okay. ahead and the website. Um, yes, 11 missing persons that have been in the area, and they found a, a little suspicious, you know, suspicious deaths that have not been solved. Okay. Yeah, that is a lot. I mean, if you're you're talking that many, even 11 in itself, like a couple hundred instances where all these weird things have happened and 11 people missing, you'd think they'd find one. Now, when, um, in your research, when did, when was like the first reported missing person? Like, when did that start? I can't remember. I wish I, <laughs> I deleted it off my paper. Oh, that's okay. And I kind of wish I didn't do that. But actually, hold on. I have written paper here that I just needed to gather my words. And I can I'm just, I'm trying to build like a timeline in my brain. Like mm-hmm. if this started in 1950 something and not one person's been found since then, that's a long time. And a lot of visitors and a lot of, a lot. But like if this has only been started to be reported from like 2010, eh, maybe, possible, probable. Yeah. I can't find a damn paper right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm asking hard questions. I am no, I'm very inquisitive. That's okay. And I really wish, like I said, I really wish I didn't delete them off of the paper. Um, so I could have given you a, a like a dates and stuff like that. I want to say off the top of my head, 1930s. Oh, shit. Wow. You're All talking way, almost 90, so, like 90 years. Most yeah. recent count on there is 2020. Or no, 2022. Oh, wow. So there's actually been one in 2020, one in 21, one in 22. That makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, a whole shit storm did start in 2020 now, didn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I'm going to end up butchering this name. And I deeply, deeply apologize. I have so much respect for the culture. And I wish I could have been able to find a better pronunciation of it. A cheese translates into pains. They are entities that can transform into animals, small humans, or even take over human who has gotten too close. They can cause bad luck, illness, and even death. Mm. Now, now, this this is from indigenous tribes. This is this is one of the the entities they believe that lives in the mountain. Does this sound a little epidermis stroller ish? To anyone else? Yeah. Oh, that's the first thought I had. Yeah, a little bit. But I was just going to say, just like any culture, I mean, like, um, you know, same being, different name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was like, well, they could be Faye, too. 
speaking but of yeah, that definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Speaking of Faye, Bernie Falls is a magnific- mag- <clears throat> magnificent. That is a hard fucking word. <laughs> Bernie, <I understand>. Falls, <laughs> Bernie Falls is a magnificent fuck. 129 foot waterfall that is said you can see Faye just beyond the mist. Hmm. McCloud Falls is three separate waterfalls with an upper fall, middle fall, and lower fall. The upper and lower falls are accessible via vehicle, but the middle fall you do have to hike into. It's said that if you are hiking in, you are likely to experience supernatural activity if you venture here. Hmm. Pluto Cave is said to give weird vibes. That is a quote from many people. (laughs) (laughs) To almost everyone who finds it. Eerie feelings of being watched and just general, overall, uneasy feelings. In 1904, a pioneer named J.C. Brown was at the base of the mountain and found an entrance he decided to explore. Inside the 11-mile cave system, he found underground civilizations with ancient cities and ruins such as shields and temples encrusted with jewels, gold, silver, and crystals. Deeper into the cave system, he found a burial site with skeletons ranging from 6 foot to 10 foot. Wow. And when was this? 1904. 1904. Wow. Impressive. 30... 30 years later, he constructed a crew of men to help him find the ancient city again after reading about Lemurian in the book of A Dwelling on Two Planets by Frederick Spencer Oliver. The day that expedition, Brown disappeared and was never heard or seen again. Many people believe that he did it all for money, but no one paid him for any of the expedition and the claim was to be proven false. Okay, thank you, because it was quite common in the early 1900s for expeditions like this to be funded by, like, colleges or big companies or individual people that, you know, wanted a piece of whatever, and a lot of times people would bullshit, hire a bunch of people, and then take the money and disappear. So I'm glad that you clarified that, because that was going to be my next question, because that was quite common. But my question is... You found something like that and you waited 30 years? <laughs> right. But in the time, how easy was it to get there? Because he was there, you know, as a minor. Okay. Fair enough. So, you know. I mean, I'd have Indiana Jones some shit and probably been cursed, but that's just me. See, that that would be my fear. <laughs> it would be my fear, but it'd be entirely too tempting not to. <laughs> That's the American in me. <laughs> so I went down a little rabbit hole because I, I needed to look into this, you know, Frederick Spencer Oliver, who wrote this book. And I found out he's from Washington, D.C., but his family moved to California when he was two years old. He lived just north of Mount Shasta. According to the research, it said that at the age of 18, surveying the boundaries of his family's mining claim, a mining claim is a piece of land that somebody is trying to get the rights to develop or uncover valuable minerals inside the, the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. 
When he began to write uncontrollably into his notebook he was holding, he, of course, freaked out and panicked and ran back home, but he continued to write the whole time. These automatic writing spells would continue for years until the book was finally done. The book wasn't published until years after Oliver's passing when he passed at the age of 33 in 1899. His mother then published the book in 1905. This book was said to be a great source of information for the New Age spiritual movements and the New I Am religion in the 1930s. Interesting. Not uncommon for someone to die at 33 back then. But what did you say the book was called? Um, a dwelling on um, a dweller on two planets. Hmm. Curious. Probably something I'll start and never finish like I usually do. Yeah, I was like, you know, I think I might order this book and um... not read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll probably read it because, like I said, I went down a fucking rabbit hole with this shit. I had so many rabbit holes. <laughs> that's insane and this and and he lived there from two years to his 33 yeah two years old and his death in 33 huh that's interesting i've heard of automatic writing but i've never heard anybody writing a whole fucking book right it is very interesting <laughs> i swear my house is not for me recording tonight and i do not know why both the I living and the dead. Huh? Both the living and the dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, pay attention to me! <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Mount Shasta is home to many claims of supernatural and paranormal, with many more claims coming in every year. From un- unexplained light anomalies that can be seen from even passing trains, odd cloud formations, a mysterious boat that will fly into the mountainside. You said boat, oh. right? I <laughs> like, 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 like boat. B O A T. Boat. I could not find this anywhere except for this, like, these two. I don't even know if they were podcasts or YouTube videos. I don't even fucking know anymore because there was so many of them. <laughs> I'm like, maybe she just says bolt funny. No, no, no. She said boat. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking of that, that, that Spongebob episode. <laughs> the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I followed up for a second. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it says, it says that it comes up from this one lake and the boat will go fly into the mountain. Interesting. Okay. There I mean, was also- that could be like a good alien cover like if yeah. there's a portal underneath like a lot of people do portray like um they believe that a lot of portals are underwater so like maybe that's like an entrance and then the hideaways in the mountain yeah maybe that's a good cover though like i just saw a boat going to the mountain sure you did steve <laughs> what did you have <laughs> right. well, here's my thing because it it really made me sidetrack on so many things because i'm like okay well, what if it hollow earth theory? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, people are literally living in these caves that go down to the middle of the earth. So, I, I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I can see where you went down a lot of rabbit holes with this. Yes. Yeah, I, I so, can see where you could because there's a lot of information. There was also a sighting of a woman who stumbled upon a female Bigfoot giving birth. Interesting. 
I oh. knew you would like that one, Stardust. It, it y'all can't see me, but my jaw is just like down <laughs> to my knees right now, like because I saw a picture in my head. I wonder if they get really bad heartburn and their babies are hairy. <laughs> I had a lot of heartburn and he came out bald as a cue ball. So hmm. still what wow. <laughs> Quite the claim the claims here are unimaginable. I oh. can only imagine what kind of rabbit hole you went down. Oh my there's so many. It's it's so oh there's do, do you have any more details on the birth of no no baby squatch? He didn't go down that rabbit hole because I was like, okay, we could do that one and we can do... There were so many. (laughs) (laughs) There were so many. Okay. uh, Lemurians have had a heavy foot in the community with many sightings from early colonizers of very tall human-like creatures who would come into town and purchase goods and pay for said goods with more gold than the products were worth. Claims of a woman emerging from the woods naked and bathing in freezing cold water of Banter Springs and then heading back into the woods after five minutes. Farmers made claims of Lemurians coming to them and helping them with their crops after bad years of harvest. And during World War I, an ambassador came to speak peace to humans. That was really successful, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, we weren't ready. We're still not, I don't think. Um... So, obviously, it had to have been in some sort of Western civilized times that these, like, just 10-foot beings were, like, chilling and nobody was reporting this? Like, how, what, do you have any? <laughs> so, um, this was this was another, another rabbit hole I could have gone down. It is said that Lemurians are very well connected with Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. So Lemuria and Atlantis were said to exist in the same time period. And these two races went into war with each other. Yeah. Because the Atlanteans wanted to take over and rule the world. And they destroyed their civilizations by using atomic weapons and changing the atmosphere of the earth and drowning them all in a great flood. Which is what we've heard before in uh-huh. in folklore and histories and yes. Minus the ten foot people. Well, even today there's there's sightings and claims in the spiritual community of Lemarians walking through towns or on trails and then disappearing before your before their eyes. Hmm. Like they walk through a portal. Which I was just going to say, backs up the portal theory. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. And for, um, like, townsfolk like that to kind of keep it a little bit quiet. Like, you know, Area 51, you go there and you're like, everyone's known for aliens and this and that. Like, these people could have made a spectacle of their little town and brought in a bunch of visitors and things like that. But they kept quiet. And I think that's um, super honorable. Well, this town that is below the mountain it it is <laughs> it's heavy in the spiritual community there are tens of dozens of spiritual shops healing retreats shamans 
miracle workers, just a ton of spiritual people. So this town is very populated and they do have a lot of tourists that come in. Hmm. That just makes me want to go there. Like I, but I don't want to disappear. We need to go on a trip. <laughs> well, okay. I have an idea. I got an idea. <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have the most brilliant beyond brilliant ideas. guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Your, your idea sounds way better than my idea. <laughs> I got to take my family with me though, because I will miss those shitheads. Anyway. Okay, we're all going to go together, right? And we're all going to, like, hold hands. And then we're going to tie our hands together, right? Because if somebody's walking through a portable... Portal. A portable. <laughs> somebody's walking through a portal. We're all fucking going, bitches. <laughs> and are we going to come back? That's the whole thing. We Absolutely not. <laughs> I, will, I will live with the Lemurians. <laughs> I also want to put, I, I, I did not write it on my paper, but I also want to actually add that it said that a lot of people have claimed to find Lemuria in the depths of the earth. And when they find them, they, it's totally advanced civilization. They have a fictitious sun in the middle. Everything is just lush and beautiful. So again, we can go into hollow earth theory. Yeah. It's it's very it's very difficult to stay on track with this with with these cases, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I had nine pages, y'all, and I knew it was going to take an hour. <laughs> I mean, they were really advanced uh, cultures from what I've read and and what's yeah. been written about them, so it wouldn't shock me at all that they would find a way to survive. Exactly. Like, that's exactly what I asked myself here. I said, what happened to these ancient, ancient, very advanced civilizations? It's hard to believe with so many claims and sightings that they're completely demolished. Yeah. Well, I would have assumed that they would have retreated into space. So that I believe, would be my first guess. I believe there's claims of Atlanteans somewhere. And I, I do apologize because I didn't look into that because I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, too. <laughs> I figured we could probably cover Atlantis one time. Yeah. But I, I needed to tell you guys the story when I when I heard a little bit of about it and I heard about the the chakras and I heard about the little three year old boy and then I dive deeper and I find about uh, you know about so many people disappearing and all these different sightings. I'm like, this has got to be an episode. Yeah. Because what? damn. <laughs> And I feel like we could do another one too. Yeah, like definitely. <laughs> yeah, like we could probably do like Bigfoot sightings on Mount Shasta. We could probably do alien sightings on Mount Shasta. There's so yeah. many rabbit holes because this is the top place for UFO sightings. The, the I, I, I want to know more about the Lemurians. When I say weird fucking cloud formations, y'all need to look it up because guess what i'll be doing when we're done <laughs> <laughs> they are weeks. fucking weird so i have but, seen some weird um like paranormal investigative shows that have shown like it almost looks like an alien ship trying to cloak itself with clouds mm -hmm. like they move differently they're not quite they're not the same consistency of the clouds surrounding them i think that's wild there was yeah. this one cloud that looked, I mean, I saw the video of it. It legitimately looked like a jellyfish. 
Hmm. And then it started morphing into. I've seen that. Yes. That's weird. And it wasn't following the cloud pattern at all. Like it was going the opposite way. It was totally, totally bizarre. But I just wanted to end this little rant that I've had with whether you believe the supernatural plays a part in some of these strange stories, there's no doubt that Mount Shasta is where the weird and the beautiful collide. Definitely. Absolutely. I'm curious. Now I kind of want to go just because it does sound kind of neat, but right? I'm kind of terrified of the fact that I might disappear. I told you, <laughs> we just, we just got to tie our hands together. <laughs> like, I don't want to leave you guys. You have to come with me. <laughs> I can't be alone. <laughs> I'm Portal closes me just walk into a tree. Don't wake up in the grass. That would be my luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get woke up by a robot. But don't worry, don't fear. We will learn more about Lemarians. We will learn more about Atlanteans. We will I have been sent down so many rabbit holes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this has been wild, and I can understand why you didn't want to even start explaining it to us, because you can't explain one thing without, like, 500 other things being a factor in it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That so. was really cool. Well, thank but, you for doing all the research. You're very welcome. Yeah, thank you. I hope everyone likes it. I hope it comes off well, even with the fucking weird-ass interference and the rants, and I'm probably going to have to cut, like, 10 minutes out of it, because... <laughs> tangents anyway (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us today guys you can find us at facebook and instagram at lavender sage and stardust or you can contact us on our email at lavender sage and stardust at outlook.com we'll catch you next time bye bye